This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The 0-1, Xander swings, hits it in the air. Deep to left center field. Carroll's back. Big part of the yard. Looks up, going to go. Up over the tall wall above the 413 marker. And Bogarts for the second time this year, a two-run homer against Ryan Nelson. And just like that, the Padres lead. Xander Bogarts leads the way. A four-hit night, the home run in the second inning to give the Padres a 2-1 to lead. And the Padres get a much-needed win in Arizona as they beat the Diamondbacks by a final of 10-5. to Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios on our Padres Radio Network postgame show. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. lot to do. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some additional postgame audio coming from the clubhouse. All the radio highlights coming up in just a little bit. Look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much, much more to come. As the Padres scored 10 runs on 14 hits, they snap a four-game losing skid, improved to 56-60, and 60, and the troubles continue for the Diamondbacks. They're 57-59. and 59. The Diamondbacks have now lost nine games in a row, but the Padres get a much-needed win in this series opener as they win it 10-5. couple of thoughts before we hear from Bob Melvin, our radio highlights and all that good stuff to come. We talked in the pregame about the Padres stars needing to be stars moving forward. Why was that? Well, the mix of Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Xander Bogarts, the big four, if you will, in the past four games before tonight, the four-game losing streak, they were five for 59, and three of those hits from Xander Bogart. So the numbers for Tatis, Soto, and Machado, not pretty the last four games. Here tonight, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Xander Bogarts were 10 for 19 with seven RBIs. They were much, much, much better. Highly productive. 10 hits and seven RBIs here tonight for those four. You zoom out even farther. What this offense did here tonight. They were the main story. Ha Sung Kim, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth. A little bit simpler put. The first sixth in the lineup today for the Padres. They were 14 for 29, three doubles, a triple, two home runs, and they drove in all the runs for the Padres, 10 RBIs for those six, the top six in the lineup. A much, much better evening for the Padres' offense. They got to Ryan Nelson early. And like Jesse and Tony alluded to in the wrap-up, and like Tony and I talked about in the pregame, I asked Tony in the pregame, what do you want to see from this Padres' offense? And he talked about the Padres grinding out at bats. And the tone was set by Ha Sung Kim Early, the very first at-bat of the game ends up popping out, but he saw eight pitches from Ryan Nelson, fouled off a number of pitches, and really made Ryan Nelson work. And that was emblematic of the type of at-bats the Padres would have in this game. So it wasn't just about the number of runs they scored, 
But it was also about how they did it. They grinded out at bats, and it was just something we haven't seen uh, in the past, you know, four games. And much, much better to see what they did here tonight. The other part of this game offensively, again, beyond just the numbers, the runs, the hits, was the fact that the Padres responded the way they did in the ninth inning. They're leading 7-2, going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Steven Wilson gives up the three-run home run to Tommy Pham, and just like that, it's a 7-5 game. In fact, the Diamondbacks got the tying run to the plate in that bottom of the eighth inning, and you're thinking to yourself, as that's happening, uh uh-oh, here we go again. But the Padres get out of that inning, still leading by two, And then the offense responds immediately. And maybe even more importantly, the very top of the order, those superstars, they respond immediately. Kim continues to be just wonderful. Now has a 16-game hitting streak. He leads off that ninth inning with a double. Fernando Tatis Jr., RBI double. Juan Soto, RBI single. Later in the inning, Xander Bogarts, RBI single. And just like that, the Padres respond with three runs, and the lead is right back out to five. So the way they responded, very impressive in this game as well. You look at the box score, Kim two hits, Fernando Tatis Jr. He needed a game like this. Three hits for him. He looked a lot better. Juan Soto, two hits. Manny Machado had a base hit. And Xander Bogarts tied a career high with four hits in this game, including the two-run home run to start the scoring in the second inning. So uh, very, very good stuff offensively. And now the question is, and it will continue to be throughout the rest of this season, Can the Padres do it again tomorrow? Can they take the same offensive approach they used here tonight and apply that to tomorrow's game? Keep it rolling against the Diamondbacks team that is reeling right now. Tough test tomorrow against Zach Gallen. Very good right-hander, but Padres have to do it each and every night right now. So can they do it tomorrow? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We'll find out uh, how they can get it done tomorrow in the pregame. But uh, for now, for here tonight, a much-needed win as the Padres win it by a final score of 10-5. to When we come back, we'll have all the radio highlights for you. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Much, much more to come as we recap this one. Padres win it 10-5 in Arizona. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres radio network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 10, Diamondbacks 5. Sam Lovett with you here inside our San Diego studios. As we wrap this one up, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes, so stay tuned for that. May also have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse, reaction from players, all that good stuff coming up here on our post-game show. We will take your phone calls coming up a little bit later. Phone number is always 833 288 
833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, as always, you can get involved with our post-game coverage by tweeting at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game. What you think about the offense? Uh, Blake Snell, uh, who I didn't even mention in that first segment. We'll dive into Blake Snell's outing as we go along here. Let me know what you thought. Might just interact with your tweet or your DM live here on the air. Let's recap this one, how it all went down in the desert. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Ryan Nelson tossed a scoreless first inning in his start for the D-backs. Blake Snell then walked the first two batters he faced in the bottom of the first. After a fielder's choice, there were still runners on first and second for Christian Walker. Oh, one hit on the ground slowly up the first baseline, and that'll get into right field for a base hit. Farrell scores easily from second base. Pham over to third and sliding into second with an RBI double, Christian Walker. one nothing Diamondbacks in the first. In the top of the second, Manny Machado drew a leadoff walk. Xander Bogarts was next. Here's the 0-1. Xander swings, hits it in the air. Deep to left center field. Carroll's back. Big part of the yard. Ooh. Looks up. Gonna go. Up over the tall wall above the 413 marker. And Bogarts for the second time this year. A two-run homer against Ryan Nelson. And just like that, the Padres lead. Home, home run number 12 on the season for Xander Bogarts. Padres then got a lot more in the top of the third. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a one-out single and stole second base. Juan Soto dug in. Nelson's pitch is lined into right center field. That's a base hit. Fernando's going to score easily. Soto's on his way to second base as Carroll picks it up at the base of the wall. Juan's going to try for three. There will not be a throw to third base. An RBI triple for Juan Soto. And a 3-1 Padre lead in the third. Juan Soto, the RBI triple. Next up, Manny Machado. 2-2 two and two now, and Manny lines it the other way. That's into right field for a base hit. Soto can walk home from third. RBI single, Manny Machado. And now 4-1 Padres. With two outs and Machado still on base, we went to the Crone Zone. The 1-2 hit in the air, deep down the right field line, looking towards the pole. This one, gonna go! A two-run homer down the right field line for Jake Cronenworth. Another great at-bat, another great result, and the Padres lead it 6-1 here in the third. All in all, a four-run third inning. Ryan Nelson was done after three. Blake Snell then really started to settle in. Through five innings, he had not allowed a hit since the first inning. Just one run given up. Padres still led 6-1, to one, heading to the sixth inning. Trent Grisham drew a two-out walk against D-backs reliever Luis Frias. He stole second base. That set things up for Ha-Sung Kim. And Kim rockets this one in the air down the left field line. That's a fair ball. Guriel gets to it quickly. That'll hold Kim to a single, but Trent able to score easily from second base. A big steal by Grisham, and Kim an RBI knock. Now a 16-game hitting streak as the Padres extend the lead 7-1. 
In the bottom half of the sixth inning, Snell gave up a solo home run to Cattell Marte. That made it a 7-2 game, but that was all. Snell went six innings and allowed just those two earned runs. Scott Barlow came out of the bullpen, pitched a scoreless seventh inning. Ray Kerr took the mound for the bottom of the eighth inning. Padres still up 7-2. Kerr allowed a couple of one-out singles. He then got the second out. Steven Wilson entered to face the right-handed hitting Tommy Pham. Here's the one and one. And Pham swings, hits it in the air to deep left field. Soto goes back. This one going to go. A three-run homer by Tommy Pham against Steven Wilson. And it is now a 7-5 game in the eighth inning. So a 7-5 game. Wilson would then walk the next batter. That brought the tying run to the plate in the form of Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He struck him out to end the inning, keeping the Padres in front. So the Padres had just the two-run lead, 7-5, heading to the ninth inning. Padres looking for an answer. Ha-Sung Kim hit a leadoff double against Scott McGuff. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Fernando swings, hits it in the air down the left field line. That's a fair ball. Going to one-hop up against the wall in the left field corner. Kim scores easily. Tatis into second. Back-to-back doubles to begin the ninth, and it's 8-5. to five. Pods weren't done. Juan Soto kept it rolling. He hit an RBI single to make it 9-5 as Tatis scored. Soto is at second base with one out for Xander. A one-pitch hard hit up the middle into center field. And a base hit for Xander. Soto rounding third. The throw from Carroll will be cut. Another hit, another run. It's 10 to 5. A three-run top of the ninth inning. RBIs for Tatis Soto and Bogarts. Exactly what the doctor ordered, extending the Padres' lead to 10-5. Tom Cosgrove came in for the bottom half of the ninth inning. He put on the finishing touch, the final three outs in the bottom half of the ninth, and the final score in Arizona as the Padres snap a four-game losing skid. The Padres 10 and the Diamondbacks 5. Final totals here tonight for the Padres. 10 runs, 14 hits, no errors. And for the D-backs, 5. Five runs, five hits, and no errors. Padres snap a four-game losing skid. They improved to 56-60. and 60. Diamondbacks continue to struggle. They have now lost nine in a row. They are 57-59. and 59. Let's go back to Phoenix and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Well, you said that actions were and wins yeah. were all that mattered. What did you see from you guys tonight? Yeah, I mean, scored some runs early. And had a big inning and then got close again and came back and you know, scored some more runs. So that, those type of things are going to be huge right now. You know, we have so many guys we go to in certain types of games, and, you know, to be able to not have to use Suarez and Hater today was important. That ninth inning, you mentioned it, but, like, the ability to – was there anything in the dugout before, like, hey, we got to do this to add on? There was, there was, you know, there was a lot of talk, but – you know, it, once we've seen this game before where we, you know, have a lead and then all of a sudden it's close and we have to finish it out, it's nice if we can score some runs and, like I said, not have to use Swords or Hater. What did you see in Bogart's swings today? Good. I The first one got good and then seemed like he just played off it. So certainly has the ability to do that. Hopefully it's a springboard for him. I know Kim has been doing this for weeks, but when your four biggest names in the lineup do what they did tonight after kind of struggling for the past week yeah. or so, what does that do for the team? It's huge. You know, it's it's our identity. It's who we are. You know, we, those guys have to perform, and 
and certainly tonight shows you, you know, what, what our expectations are for these guys. So all of them had really good at bats tonight. Like to struggle in the first inning, and after that, he seemed to find range. Yeah, you know, walked a couple guys. I think it was like 16 or 18 pitches before he even had an out. And next thing you know, he gets out of the inning, and then he was pretty economical after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, his, his line today, I know he walked four, but, you know, got through six today, right around 100 pitches. Um, strikeouts are always there and limited the hits. So it ended up being another Blake Snell game. Can 16-game hitting streaks now belong, is tied for the longest with a South Korean-born player. How cool is it to see him get that achievement, especially with the improvements he played this season? Yeah, it's great. You know, a little superstitious at times, but it, he, it, it's, he's been fantastic the entire season. Probably our most consistent player. How important is it to get this game, you know, especially with the D-backs and you guys so close together? Yeah, every game is important. You know, we have seven games against these guys here in the next ten. So, you know, we're chasing some teams. They're one of them. We have to, you know, beat them to, to catch them. So, at least a good start. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Phoenix following this 10-5 win for the Padres against the Diamondbacks. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios on our postgame show. Here on the Padres radio network, you heard Bob Melvin talk about Ha-Sung Kim there. And uh, one of the rules when you're talking to a manager, unwritten rules, manager, player, you don't mention the the streaks uh, because you don't want to jinx them. <laughs> you dance around it. You say, hey, he's, he's been hitting the ball really well. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> Bob Melvin superstitious. I get it. I get it. A 16-game hitting streak uh, for Hassan Kim. He continues to just be wonderful for this team. And I think one of the things you're looking at right now for Hassan Kim, his average is up to 290. I mean, he keeps doing what he's doing. He has a very legitimate chance to hit 300 this year if he keeps on doing what he's been doing. He has been so good, and you heard Bob Melvin talk about the offense, what they did. Certainly a good night for them. We haven't talked a ton about what Blake Snell did in this game, but a quality start for Blake. Six innings, two runs given up. We'll dive into Blake Snell's outing a little bit deeper on the other side of our next break. But that was Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Arizona. Obviously, a lot of good stuff to talk about from this ball game as the Padres win it 10-5. to Still a lot to do. We'll dive into Blake Snell's outing when we come back. We'll also start taking your phone calls if you want to get involved. Phone number is always 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. As the Padres, by the way, do pick up a half game in the wild card standings. They are now four games out of a wild card spot. Like I was saying on Wednesday, I'm going to stay true to it. Of course, we'll tell you about the wild card standings every night because it's that time of year, but If we're being honest, this team's got to get back to 500, and then we can really start digging into the wild card standings. But the uh, prerequisite right now, I think in my mind, and I think in a lot of fans' minds as well, got to get back to 500, and then we can really start talking and breaking down those wild card standings. But of course, Padres are in striking distance, certainly four games out of a wild card spot at the end of tonight. Much more to do on our post-game coverage. Final score, San Diego 10, Arizona 5. We continue after this on the Padres Radio Network. Uh. 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 Day and night. 
I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it 10-5 over the Arizona Diamondbacks on this Friday evening. Padres snap a four-game losing skid. Very, very much needed for this Padres team coming off that very tough two-game series against the Mariners and the two losses to the Dodgers to wrap up the homestand. Padres get a very, very nice win. We'll take your phone calls coming up, 833-288-0973. Again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. We may have some uh, additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse as well. Uh, We'll have uh, maybe some player reaction coming your way as well. So a lot to do on our post-game coverage as we wrap this one up. We haven't talked a ton about Blake Snell's outing here tonight. Let's do it as we tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. 3-1 hit hard on a line to right field. Fernando comes charging in. And he gets there to make the catch and end a nice, tidy 1-2-3 inning for Blake Snell. Blake Snell, a 1-2-3 second inning, and that's where he really started to settle in in this outing after he walked the first two batters of the first, gave up a run, but Snell would get through six innings, just two runs given up, 98 pitches. He did walk four, struck out seven, just two hits allowed. And he was good. Another quality outing for Blake Snell as he continues, despite the walks, to do what a pitcher is supposed to do, and that is limit runs. He's done that very well all season long. Blake Snell, our ace pitcher of the game. Blake's ERA at 263 now after tonight's performance, still the lowest in the major leagues among qualified pitchers. And Blake Snell, in his last 15 starts now since May 25th, a 1-1-6 ERA, 85 innings of work, 123 strikeouts. He has walked 49, but we know the walks uh, seemingly are pretty high every day uh, he pitches. But you know what? He finds a way through it. 165 opponent batting average this season uh, since May 25th in those 15 starts. So a uh, very similar outing for Blake. And, you know, Tony alluded to it during the broadcast. You, you pretty much know what you're getting from Blake Snell these days, even despite the walks and despite getting in trouble. He just finds a way through and finds ways to limit the damage. Did it in the first inning, then he really settled in. Didn't allow a hit in the second, one, two, three, third. Uh, in fact, he retired uh, eight in a row. The second, one, two, three, uh, third inning, one, two, three. Got the first two outs of uh, the fourth inning. Did walk some batters in the second, third, fourth, and fifth. Gave up the solo home run to Cattell Marte in the sixth inning. But again, all in all, you look up, six innings, two runs given up. Quality start as Snell picks up his ninth win of the season. So good stuff from Blake Snell, certainly in this ball game here tonight as the Padres win it 10 to 5. Again, phone number 833-288-0973 if you want to get involved. Let's squeeze in a phone call here. We have some time in this segment. We go to Caesar calling in from Chula Vista. Hi Caesar, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Sammy. How you doing? Doing well. That was a great win, and like you said, a Blake, another great start. I mean, even the Dodgers start, giving up three runs, you know, most times that's good enough to get a win, you know, and I think Snell just keeps dealing like he's been dealing, keeping us in games, but, you know, finally the boys broke through, you know, the big four coming through with Tatis, you know, I think he's he's been locked in now, you know, balls are falling his way, and, 
and Soto coming through and even Machado and, and Bogart. That was, that was great to see, but you know, the two big stars I, I want to keep pushing on with Kim, keeping it going with how he's been hitting and, and, uh, crony with that, that smacker and that home run that he hit. Those are, those are always good to see. But I think what you said earlier was a big thing. You know, things got a little scary as the game was getting older in the, in the eighth inning and, uh, and the, how the boys responded in the ninth, you know, putting up that three spot. I think that was, that was big to show their fight. Cause I, I yeah. think we saw how the ninth went and with the boys turning around, I, I think that was, that was a great fight that they showed. And I think, uh, you know, I know we've always been saying this, but I, I think this is definitely going to be a start to some positive <laughs> things coming forward with this team. So, you know, I, I just, one thing I, I kind of want to maybe question on, I, I, I've been seeing a trend that's been happening in these games. I, I see that it, it, it starts with Choi getting two at-bats or, or two, two hits, or two, I should say two at-bats, and then it ends with, you know, we get our, our next DH that comes in. I don't mm-hmm. know if if that's a plan or if that's yeah. part of the, the way it's been with coach been doing it. But, you know, I, I'm hoping that it gets going with that DH situation because we need that hitting to get going. But I'll, I'll end it at that. My daughter wanted to, to shout out with the Padres again, <laughs> too, so I'll close it with that. All right. <laughs> All care. right. Very nice, Caesar. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, good stuff there. Good call. Um, look, I'll answer your question on on the Choi and Cooper situation. They're treating it as pretty much a straight up platoon. So in, in this game, Choi got the start, faced Nelson a couple of times. And then when he had the opportunity to face Manaply in the sixth inning, left hander, he went to Cooper, the right handed hitter. So that's the way they're treating it. Uh, look, Choi has not had a hit yet. Uh, Cooper's had, uh, I think, a couple, at least one. I'd have to look here. So pardon me. But, um, you know, Choi has not done much yet. Um, you know, it's something that was asked of Bob Melvin in the pregame, uh, you know, if he would consider putting Luis Camposano at DH. And, you know, he he talked about how they brought Choi and Cooper here to fill that spot. Um, I know Coop Camposano will, will play tomorrow, uh, be behind the plate. But uh, you do wonder a little bit as Choi does not really get it going despite it being a short you know a small sample size I don't want to get too crazy about it yet and obviously Cooper has had even even less of a sample size by quite a bit but you know what I got to tell you if Camposano uh, he'll be starting tomorrow behind the plate I mean if he has another good offensive game after a four hit game and then a two hit game and doing what he's doing offensively he's going to put pressure on the Padres to to get him in that lineup nearly every day one way or the other so we may get to a point where he's DHing. I, I don't know that, but for now, they they do seem pretty committed, A, to having either Choi or Cooper in the lineup, and B, treating this much like they did the Nelson Cruz-Matt Carpenter tandem early in the season, uh, where, look, uh, if a righty starts, it's going to be Choi, but the minute they have an opportunity to match up the other way, a uh, good example here tonight when Man Supply was pitching in the sixth inning, they went to Cooper. They're going to do it. They're going to play that matchup. So uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, but certainly you would like to see, even though it's a, a small sample size so far, uh, you'd like to see Choi, uh, you know, kind of get it going here offensively because the Padres brought him here to to fill that DH spot and and hit and produce. And, I mean, we've seen other guys in that DH spot be there and not produce. So uh, we know what that's about. And, uh um, you know, bottom line, he's got to produce again, small sample size, but you know, if he continues to, uh, not really give you much there again, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see depending on what happens here with Camposano, if he continues to hit, 
Um, if the Padres got to get him in the lineup pretty much every day. So we'll see. Those are questions we can answer in the days to come. But uh, thank you for the call, Caesar. And uh, to your point on the offense, I said it earlier. Look, I thought offensively in this game, you really saw everything you wanted to see from the middle of the lineup, top of the lineup. They were terrific here today, uh, especially when you consider what the big four Bogarts, uh, Soto, Tatis, and Machado didn't do the last four games. The only the only negative offensively today was that the bottom part of the lineup, uh, Choi, then Cooper, Sanchez, and Grisham did not have a base hit. So they were a combined 0 for 11. But... That won't matter most nights if you have the top to middle of the lineup, the first six in this lineup from Kim to Cronenworth and everybody in between doing remotely what they did here tonight. They perform like this. It won't much matter what the bottom third does, although you would like to see that bottom third have a a better night than uh, what they did here tonight. But all in all, certainly on the offensive side, the Positives certainly outweigh the negatives as the Padres win it 10 to 5. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We have additional post-game audio coming your way from inside the Padres Clubhouse. We're working on that right now. We'll also keep taking your phone calls. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Here on the Padres Radio Network as the Padres win it by a final score of 10 to 5. On this Friday evening, Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Padres pound out 10 runs on 14 hits. They score two in the second, four in the third, one in the sixth inning, and then after the Diamondbacks made it a 7-5 game in the eighth inning with Tommy Pham's three-run home run. Got a little nervous there. But Padres responded right away. They had three straight hits in the ninth inning uh, to start, score two runs, end up scoring three in total in that ninth inning, and they go on to win it 10-5. to Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside our San Diego studios. We'll go back to the phones here in a little bit, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to get involved. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Two and two. And a swing and a miss. McCarthy strikes out. And a one, two, three, seventh inning for Scott Barlow. Our relief pitcher of the game, Scott Barlow. Lone 1-2-3 inning the Padres had out of their bullpen here today. So Barlow gets our award. Nicely done in the seventh. Got Goriel, got Peterson, the pinch hitter, and got Jake McCarthy. A 1-2-3 frame. Nice bounce back for Barlow, and he's our relief pitcher of the game. Ray Kerr got charged with two of those runs in the eighth inning. Stephen Wilson gave up the home run to Pham. He got charged with one. Tom Cosgrove, nice job in the ninth inning despite hitting a batter, walking a batter, but put up a zero in that ninth inning. So you look at the relief work here tonight, and Barlow by far and away the cleanest of the innings with the 1-2-3 frame. 
We'll hear from Xander Bogarts in just a moment, so stay tuned for that as we'll go back to the clubhouse in Phoenix. But first, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Here's the 0-1. Xander swings, hits it in the air. Deep to left center field. Carroll's back. Big part of the yard. Looks up. Gonna go. Up over the tall wall above the 413 marker. And Bogarts for the second time this year. A two-run homer against Ryan Nelson. And just like that, the Padres lead. Xander Bogarts. The two-run home run in the second inning set the tone, gave the Padres a 2-1 lead. That would be the first of four hits in this game for Xander. Four for five, the home run, three RBIs. Had some nice defense as well. Made a nice defensive play in this game, going out into center to catch a looper. And for Xander Bogarts, tied his career high with four hits. He's done that now. 21 times, so he's had a a 21, or I should say a four-hit game 21 times in his career. First time he's done it as a Padre. Last time he did it was with the Red Sox last season in Kansas City in August. But four hits for Xander Bogarts. Ties a career high, and uh, he was very good in this game. Great to see what Xander did. The Padres need him in a big way. Xander Bogarts, our player of the game. I said this earlier, and I'll point out the numbers again, but the big four here tonight, and you know what? When I say big four, I mean, at this point, it's almost got to be a big five with what Ha-Sung Kim's doing, but you know what I mean when we say big four, the quote-unquote superstars making the superstar money right now to Soto, Machado, and Bogarts. So their four games combined, last four games before tonight, those four were five for 59 during the four-game losing streak. Here tonight, 10 for 19 with seven RBI. So again, they had double the amount of hits here tonight as they had altogether in the last four games combined. So they were much, much better in this game. Seven RBIs total, very nicely done from those four. And again, very good for tonight, but we know now the question becomes, can the Padres do it again tomorrow against the great pitcher in Zach Allen? Can they keep this thing rolling? We are going to find out as we roll along here in the month of August and into September. Big night for Xander Bogarts. Four hits, the home run. Let's go back to the clubhouse in Phoenix and hear a little bit of post-game reaction from Xander Bogarts. Thank you. That swag back that you said that you guys would be looking for. I mean, it's a nice, nice way to start, you know, especially after some games like that. Uh, started off down and then responded right away. I felt like we kept adding on also something we haven't been doing much this year. So these guys are fighting too. You can see that towards the end. It made that game interesting right there. And then we fought back once more again in the ninth and kind of put the game a little Away. Like called out the uh, catch he made in center field as you know a really big play tonight. What's it like when you make a play like that and know that it helps? A little afraid of Grisham, you know. I got Kim probably go gloving and Grisham out there also, so I was just a little afraid that I might hit him. He didn't say anything, so I just figured maybe he's not close. But those are the tough plays because you don't want to hit into hit into your guys. 
I looked at Hassan right away, and he looked at me, so I'm like, he probably don't have this ball. So I went back on my own, and I didn't hear Chris, so I just figured out I'll be there. That's the day. I just looked at him right away. He was the first one, because I know he gets everything. So as soon as he looked down at me, like a hesitation, I'm like, all right, I, I probably should go out a little bit more. First time the four hits with these guys. Um, you had good games before. Yeah. You, you slugged a little bit tonight. Like, how's the swing feel? It feels good. Uh, I'm in the bar trying to build off of that and try to keep this as long as possible. You know, this, is, this is just one day. And the really good players tend to do this for uh, a couple of weeks. All right, that was Xander Bogarts getting a little hard to hear there uh, what he was saying towards the end, but Xander Bogarts talking about that nice defensive play uh, going out and uh, dealing with Hassan Kim and Trent Grisham and obviously a good night for the Padres and Xander Bogarts who had four hits total in this game and the home run. Again, phone number to call 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, the phone number. Go back to the phones. Let's go to Don, who's calling in from Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's nice to talk to you after a win. It's got a bit of a while since we've had a win, so that's always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to hear you're doing well. And, you know, really happy to see them bounce back in a big, big way with, uh, you know, a lot of guys contributing tonight. Um, really nice, especially after that really terrible performance a couple nights ago and they had that players-only meeting. And as we've seen, these players-only meetings don't always work out so well for us. So it was nice to see it kind of pay off. And who knows if players-only meetings actually make a difference anyway, but it did it, – it seemed to this time. <laughs> and, you know, it was also nice to see the Padres' offense kind of do what they're capable of against a low-caliber pitcher. As we've seen so often this season, you know, they, they kind of let these low-caliber pitchers overwhelm them either with their career-best night or something like that, and it's very frustrating as a fan to see that. So tonight was nice for that as well. And finally, I'll, I'll wrap up here just by saying, hey, as of right now, we're four games back, baby. And um, with everyone else kind of struggling in our in our uh, race here, I, I think we can make a go of it here, Sammy. You know, I mean, I was one to, that wanted to trade at the deadline, and I still kind of think that was the right thing to do to sell at the deadline. But I'm all in on this team, you know, despite that we went out and bought. So I'm really hoping we can – Make a turnaround here, and especially against the Diamondbacks. We've got a couple series against them here, so hopefully we can make some hay. Yeah, and obviously the Diamondbacks not playing well right now at all, Don, and thank you for the call. Uh, they've lost nine in a row, and, and look, Don, the, the name of the game right now is doing what they did here tonight. You don't have to score 10 runs on 14 hits every night, but you have to, from an approach standpoint, I think do what they did here tonight. They grinded out at bats. They were patient against Ryan Nelson. I thought Hassan Kim really set the tone from the very first at bat of the game. Saw eight pitches. Didn't get on base. Popped out. But that sort of uh, of uh, that excuse me sort of set the tone uh, for the offense here tonight. And look, you're right. They did what they should have done against Ryan Nelson. Nelson's got talent. 
um, but is not having a great year and has struggled and has given up home runs, has given up 10 in his last seven starts entering today and ends up giving up two in this game here today. So uh, they did what they should have done offensively, and they've got a very tough test tomorrow against Zach Allen, who's uh, very good, very good right-hander on the mound for Arizona. So, Don, I'm with you. I agree with you. I, I do think they have a real shot at this, of course, four games out. And you know what? I think if they were to get in, they'd have a real shot too based on the quality of their starting pitching and uh, the star power and the big bats and all of it. But again, for me right now, and I said it after the game on Wednesday, we had a much different sounding post-game show on Wednesday with how deflating that felt. But I said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay true to this, not that I'm not going to tell you about the, the standings, I will, but this team has to get to 500 before we can even really discuss anything seriously as far as postseason. Now, that sounds off because they're only four games out. I mean, they could <laughs> they could get back to 500 and all of a sudden be tied for a wild card spot. I mean, who knows? It's just a weird season in that way. And in, in the National League wild card race does not have teams that are uh, – uh, you know, doing all that particularly well. But uh, look, they, they've got to do it night in, night out. That's the bottom line. And if they can do that, then yeah, you know, they have an excellent chance to go on a run and get into the dance. But they've got to find a way to do it continuously night after night. That'll be the, uh, the, the big question, you know, until they prove they can do that. Uh, I do want to read a quote here. We didn't get audio from Juan Soto uh, on the post game here, uh, but uh, I do have a quote here from Dennis Lynn, who covers the Padres for the Athletic. Lynn saying Juan Soto uh, saying in the clubhouse after tonight's win. Uh, well, this is Dennis uh, writing here. Juan Soto said after tonight's win that he uh, regrets saying the Padres quote unquote gave up on Wednesday. And uh, Lynn said, uh, or excuse me, this is Soto. This is the quote. Uh, um, I can't say the word, the first uh, little line there, so I'll skip that. But Soto said, really frustrating. I shouldn't have said anything like that. I trust in these guys. I think everybody's trying to do their best, try to go out there and win games. So Soto uh, apparently regretting uh, you know, what he said about uh, you know, the giving up on Wednesday after the game. I'll tell you this. I, I had absolutely no problem with what Juan Soto said. It matched what we've seen. From this team at times this year and what we saw on Wednesday, I had no issue with it. I really didn't. I thought it was honest. And you know what? I'd rather, you know, if I'm a fan, I'd rather my players feel frustrated and be honest and what they say kind of match what we see rather than the other way around. So I, I had no problem with it. But uh, you can understand, you know, he's he's probably emotional after a game like that and, and uh, you know, said it and I personally didn't have much of a problem with it. I, I thought it was it was good to hear somebody say it and and kind of match what we've been seeing. So uh, that was uh, the quote from Juan Soto in the post game, according to Dennis Lynn, Padres beat reporter from the Athletic. More to do on our post game show when we come back. We'll go back to the phones eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Phone number to call if you want to get involved. And we'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Wrap it up from our San Diego studios as the Padres win 10-5 over the Diamondbacks. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. One and one to Kelly. 
Here's the pitch from Snell and a ground ball up the middle. Near the bag at second. Kim's got it. Steps on it. Throw to first in time and a double play to end the inning. Blake Snell got what Blake Snell wanted. Blake Snell, very nice outing here tonight. Six innings, two runs given up. Picks up his ninth win of the season as the Padres win it 10-5. Over the Arizona Diamond, uh, Diamondbacks, Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap up tonight's game. Padres snap a four-game losing skid. Diamondbacks have now lost nine in a row. They are two games below 500. We told you in the pregame, and Jesse and Tony talked about it during the game as well, that the Diamondbacks, when they lost to the Dodgers earlier this week, they had lost eight in a row. They dropped below 500 for the first time since April 6th, when they were three and four. So the Diamondbacks are now 57 and 59. They've lost nine in a row. They are seven and 25 since July 2nd. Seven and 25. They've lost 25 of 32 games. It has been rough. I, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm surprised that they have played this poorly. I, I'm not surprised that they came back down to earth a little bit. We see this, and by the way, I, I think uh, very highly of Tori Lovello. Uh, I really do. I think he's a, a really good manager, and uh, I've enjoyed getting to know him a little bit over the last couple of years, I, I and I, I think very highly of the Diamondbacks farm system, and I do think there are there are bright days ahead for the D-backs. I really do. But I'll tell you what. I, I thought they would, at some point, just because they're a young team, and we see it with young teams as the summer rolls along, that sometimes they can come back down to earth. I'm a little surprised, though, that it's been this drastic. I, I thought they would really be in the mix for a postseason spot, and they are. But, I mean, they've got to start playing better because at this rate, I mean, they don't you know, really start playing better here. I mean, they'll find themselves way out of this thing because this has just gone really the other direction, I think, a little more drastically than I, I would have thought. I mean, again, I as, for as well as they played in the first half, I thought maybe they'd come back down to earth a little bit, but this has been beyond that. I mean, losing 25 of 32, now nine straight defeats. And uh, hey, I, I, again, I, I think the Diamondbacks have a bright future. I like Tori Lovello. I think he's a good manager. Um but uh, yeah, this is this has been very drastic. The the change again. They they had been over five hundred since April sixth. Uh, they had a a three game lead in the division in the NLS. They were in first place on July second. It's only August eleventh. I mean, it's only a little bit more than a month. What five weeks? I mean, think about it this way. They had a three game lead for first place in the NLS on July second. They will end. Tonight, 12 and a half games behind the Dodgers in the NL West. I mean, it's only about five weeks ago that they had the three-game lead. And again, they will end tonight 12 and a half games behind LA for first place in the NL West. Now, part of that is that the Dodgers have played so well. But part of that is that uh, the Diamondbacks have, have so drastically turned here. So anyway, that's our Diamondbacks portion of the postgame show, uh, I suppose. But uh, just... Uh, very, very shocking to see kind of kind of how poorly it's gone, really, in a, a very drastic way for the Diamondbacks. But, hey, look, we, we talk about the Padres still being in the mix uh, despite the Diamondbacks, how poorly they've played lately. Guess what? 
They're three games out of a wild card spot. They are right in it, and you know what? They're a game ahead of the Padres still. So it, it tells you how well they played to start the year. It really does, because even despite how uh, bad it's been lately, they're they're right in it. So we'll see uh, if the Diamondbacks can turn it around. But certainly, if you're a Padres fan, uh, you want that to start, or you hope that would start after. This series and the next series, uh, four games between these two teams coming up next week at Petco Park as well. Phone number 833-288-0973 if you want to get involved as the Padres win it 10-5 to over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's go to Spring Valley. It's Wyatt calling in. Wyatt, you're on the Padres radio network. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking my phone call. You got it. Uh, I just... Tonight was really, really um, uplifting after the four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, aside from the Rich Hill game, I felt like the the latest three were all winnable games, mm-hmm. and it was nice to see both the pitching, starting pitching, and bullpen and offense finally get back on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. and it was really good that we uh, kicked some butt tonight. Yeah, for sure, Wyatt. Uh, good call. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, they were all in sync here tonight. And look, you're right. I mean, very winnable game Wednesday in Seattle. Very winnable game Tuesday in Seattle. Monday, they had a 5 nothing lead over the Dodgers. You're right. I mean, three. the last three have all been very winnable in their own ways. And the only game that, that really kind of felt out of reach was that one game with Rich Hill giving up six runs and the Padres were down 6 nothing, and it was uh, sort of out, of out of reach on the Sunday game. But you're right. I mean, look, all the games in, in the last three were winnable, and here tonight it all synced up very nicely. The, the only real blemish, I guess two blemishes in this game, number one, no hits for the bottom third of the order. They were a combined 0 for 11, but that was certainly overshadowed by what the top and middle of the order did. And number two, just Stephen Wilson coming in and giving up the home run to Fam. And for Stephen Wilson, he struggled a little bit lately, and and he's had a great year. I mean, even with the last handful of outings, he's still got a three 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 ERA on the season. But you look at Wilson; it is a little concerning because he had a, a really tough outing against the Mariners. That was on. Wednesday against the Mariners when he gave up uh, the four runs, including that uh, the the home run to Raleigh that uh, untied the game and, and made it a 3-1 Mariner lead. So he's had a couple of tough outings in a row. But you know what? Before that, just to give you an idea of how good he's been, I mean, entering that game in Seattle, he had a 2-4-5 ERA on the year in 40-plus appearances. I mean, you know, looking on Twitter after Wilson gave up the home run to Fam, I mean, you would think that Wilson hasn't been good for a month. It's just not true. I mean, he's had a very, very nice season. Has he been perfect all year? No, but he's been a very reliable guy out of that bullpen. So hopefully the last couple of outings, just uh, you know, just a little blip on the radar for, for Stephen Wilson, but certainly the last two uh, giving up big home runs first to Raleigh and now Fam here tonight, not great. So hopefully just a, a little hiccup for Stephen Wilson. Um, but really, aside from that, in the bottom of the order, yeah, all in all, everything was synced up. The starting pitching, the offense, exactly what you want to see from this Padres team. All right, before we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and we will squeeze in your phone calls uh, if you have more, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Let's pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. 
This is Tim Hill. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as the Padres win it 10 to 5 over the Diamondbacks on this Friday night. Let's take a look at the out of town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Finals from around Major League Baseball. Rays beat the Guardians on a Wonder Franco walk-off home run in the bottom half of the ninth inning to beat the Guardians 9-8 in Tampa Bay. Yankees beat up on the Marlins in Miami 9-4. Aaron Judge, a home run in that game. And uh, rookie Anthony Volpe, also a three-run home run for the Yankees in that one. Phillies beat up on the Twins 13-2 earlier. It was Bryson Stott, JT Rio Muto, home runs in that game for Philadelphia. Nationals beat the A's 8-2 in Washington earlier today. Reds beat the Pirates 9-2. Cubs beat the Blue Jays 6-2 in Toronto. Cody Bellinger, Nico Horner had home runs in that game for Chicago. Braves beat the Mets 7-0 in New York. It was the Red Sox over the Tigers 5-2 at Fenway Park. Uh, Chris Sale made his return to the Red Sox in that game, his first start since early June. The Astros beat the Angels 11-3 and one of the real feel-good stories right now in baseball the return of John Singleton. He had quite the night in the H. 1-0 from Dabmers and another drive. Right field if it's fair. Do it singing. Gone. Further than the last one. John Singleton. Two homers and five RBIs. And he's putting on a show. Two home runs for John Singleton in the Astros' 11-3 win over the Angels. The call there from the great Steve Sparks, KBME in Houston. The first home run Singleton hit, that was the second. The first one was his first home run in the major league since 2015. Keep in mind, John Singleton came up as an Astro. He was a big-time prospect. He was out of baseball from 2017 to 2021 before restarting his career in the Mexican League. Made an appearance with the Brewers earlier this season. Now back with the Astros, the team that brought him to the big leagues that he came up with. And for a team that has World Series aspirations, he's in the lineup and has two home runs in this game in Houston. Outstanding story, really is, for John Singleton. And by the way, somebody that... I had on my Corpus Christi Hooks team in 2017. I spent a lot of time around John Singleton. Big night for Singleton in Houston. Good for him. Brewers beat the White Sox 7-6 in Chicago, the final in 10. Royals beat the Cardinals 12-8 in Kansas City earlier today. Salvador Perez went 4-4 four four with a home run and four RBIs in that game for the Royals. It was the Mariners over the Orioles 9-2 in Seattle. Julio Rodriguez, a three-run home run in that game as the Mariners win their eighth consecutive game. And finally, well, two uh, two scores to get to. Dodgers beat the Rockies 6-1 to 
in LA earlier, and the Rangers over the Giants 2-1 in San Francisco in the return of Bruce Bochy to the Bay. Rangers beat the Giants 2-1. That's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday evening around the major leagues. Now, let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Fernando swings, hits it in the air down the left field line. That's a fair ball. Going to one-hop up against the wall in the left field corner. Kim scores easily. Tatis into second. Back-to-back doubles to begin the ninth. And it's 8-5. to Fernando Tatis Jr. providing our play of the game. That was a big hit in the ninth inning. Extended the Padres' lead to 8-5. That was after the Tommy Pham home run in the bottom half. Of the eighth inning, made it a two-run game. Padres would score three in that ninth inning. A little bit of a process of elimination there because we already played the Bogarts home run in our player of the game. So we were thinking, all right, what didn't we play? And the Tatis hit, I think, certainly a candidate for play of the game. That was important in that ninth inning for the Padres to respond. That's our play of the game here tonight. And also, I think you have to take this into account, a much-needed three-hit game for Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando entering tonight, and we'll see how he progresses tomorrow and the next day to fully get out of this thing. But entering tonight, Fernando Tatis Jr. in the midst of the worst slump of his career, batting 105 in the last 16 games, a span of 70 plate appearances entering this game. You think Fernando needed a three-hit night with a couple of runs scored and an RBI? Yeah. I bet it felt pretty good with what was going on for Fernando entering this game. So great stuff for Fernando. And again, the top six in the lineup for the Padres, 14 for 29 with a grand total of 10 RBIs. They delivered in a big way. And now we'll see if the Padres can keep it rolling in the desert tomorrow. Taking a look at tomorrow's ball game on the mound for the Padres, making his second start in the brown and gold left-hander Rich Hill. And for the Diamondbacks, it's right-hander Zach Gallen on the mound. First pitch tomorrow at 5.10 p.m. at Chase Field in Arizona. EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 4.10. Hill against Gallon, our starting pitching matchup. Certainly hope you can join us for tomorrow's game. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here tonight. The series opener in Arizona, a game where the Padres, by the way, haven't said this throughout the postgame, they went 6-for-10 with runners in scoring positions. That was very good to see as well. Final totals for the Padres, 10 runs, 14 hits, no errors. They left on 7. For the Diamondbacks, 5 runs, 5 hits no errors they left on five winning pitcher Blake Snell improves to nine and eight losing pitcher Ryan Nelson who drops to six and seven time of game three hours and six minutes and the crowd at Chase Field in Phoenix Arizona 26,210 as always if you missed any of our post game show you can listen back to all of it on the inside San Diego baseball podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Padres 10 and the Diamondbacks 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Padres Radio Network.